Hello and welcome to Helios Blog. My name is Helios. Today, a TED Talk on the difference between healthy and unhealthy love. Let's begin. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. So when you think about a child, a close friend, or a romantic partner, the word love probably comes to mind. Okay, so we've already got our first red flag, and she's talked for five seconds. Romantic partner. So again, this woman, right, who's married, you can see she has a ring on her finger. Look at how she's dressed, first of all. So she has the typical haircut of, you know, that's in fashion in 2023 if you're, uh, you know, a, a mommy, which is, you know, you cut your hair short, which is unattractive for women, but there it is. But we can go a bit further. Uh, she's wearing pants and she's wearing, you know, a, a shirt that's unflattering, right? So already the way that she's portraying herself to the world is unfeminine. So, do you really want to listen to an advice to to advice from an unfeminine woman, a woman that probably hasn't gotten the results that she's wanted from men? I mean, let's see. And instantly, other emotions rush in: joy and hope, excitement, trust and security, and yes, sometimes sadness and disappointment. There might not be a word in the dictionary that more of us are connected to than love. Again, notice the very feminine frame of what she's talking about. Uh, feelings, stuff gushing in, you know, nothing people are more connected to than, you know. Like, you see what I'm saying, guys? It's, it's too much, right? Too much emotionalism, as Rolo Tomasi says. Yet given its central importance in our lives, isn't it interesting that we're never explicitly taught how to love? We build friendships, navigate early romantic relationships, get married and bring babies home from the hospital with the expectation that we'll figure it out. That's actually not how it works at all. Uh, in fact, we are taught how to love. We're taught how to love from a feminine frame uh, from like the age of two or three. And on. So no, that's absolutely untrue. We are taught how to love from a feminine frame. So men are taught that, that you know, um, loving a girl is taking care of her. Loving a girl is sacrificing for her. Loving a girl is uh, throwing away who we are for her. And uh, that's that, men are taught that, not women. Women are taught loving yourself is being strong and independent and so on. Uh, okay, guys, time for the shill. Uh, so hit the like, hit the subscribe. If you like the content, go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Um, again, it's patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian R, Tom M, shout outs to them. Uh, and there we go. Let's continue. But the truth is we often harm and disrespect the ones we love. 
It can be subtle things like guilting a friend into spending time with you, or sneaking a peek at your partner's texts, or shaming a child for their lack of effort at school. Oh, that's bad. Shaming your child for their lack of effort is is being mean to the ones we love. That's not being mean. Encouraging your children to be better than they are is love, not 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 uh is not disrespect or bad behavior. Again, from a feminine frame, right? Um, you know, just be nice. Uh, you know, it's a woo woo magical love rainbows and butterflies land and everything will be okay. No, it really won't if you never give boundaries direction and uh, tell your child what they should be doing. They're going to grow like a weed. So no, this is wrong. 100% of us will be on the receiving end of unhealthy relationship behaviors and 100% of us will do unhealthy things. Yeah, that's... uh, Uh, she's being solipsistic, right? So women have trouble uh, seeing things from perspectives other than their own. And uh, that's that's straight up coming from from this girl here. So uh, no, it's it's false. That's obviously a lie that 100% of people will do unhealthy things. Uh, but she has, I'll bet. Um, I'll bet she's slept with many chads before getting married. I'll bet she uh, had bedroom fun before marriage. Uh, you know, she got into... Uh, relationships with the bad boys, the cool boys, the commitment-phobic boys, the, the scary boys, the dangerous boys, which is what Sheryl Sandberg says to do before you get actually married. But over time, nothing is more attractive than, you know, the man that views women as his equal, the man that wants to do his share of chores in the house and so on. So that's that's where we're at in this TED Talk here. TED Talk, guys. It's part of being human. In its worst form, the harm we inflict on loved ones shows up as abuse and violence. And relationship abuse is something that one in three women and one in four men will experience in their lifetime. Now, if you're like most people, when you hear those stats, you'll go, oh, no, 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 that would never happen to me. It's instinctual to move away from the words abuse and violence, to think that they happen to someone else somewhere else. But the truth is, unhealthy relationships and abuse are all around us. We just call them different things and ignore the connection. Abuse sneaks up on us disguised in unhealthy love. Uh Uh-huh. I work for an organization called One Love, started by a family whose daughter Yardley was killed by her Uh ex-boyfriend. This was a tragedy no one saw coming. But when they looked back, they realized the warning signs were there, just no one understood what they were seeing called crazy or drama or too much drinking. His his actions weren't understood to be what they really were, which was clear signs of danger. Right. So, but but again, let's let's talk about something else, which is, yes, of course, the guy was bad. He was terrible. But why then, if he was terrible, did the girl choose him? And why, after she chose him, did she stay? That's the question that needs to be posed, right? In a society that you, that had arranged marriage before, right, this wouldn't happen. the 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 father of the of the girl would choose a better husband for her, 
a guy that wouldn't do this, right? Because the man would see the warning signs immediately in one conversation, two conversations, right? But somehow, when girls choose men, this is who they're choosing, right? So... Her family realized that if anyone had been educated about these signs, her death could have been prevented. So today we're on a mission to make sure that others have the information that Yardley and her friends didn't. Oh, yeah, something that I wanted to say is, uh, it's really funny that she says, if people had the education, then they would be fine. Well, everybody used to have that education right? When society was stable, when society was fine, when society was, you know, not um, the matriarchy, right? But that was, you know, before the birth control pill. In, you know, the evil times that were the 1950s and before, right? We have three main goals. Give all of us a language for talking about a subject that's quite awkward and uncomfortable to discuss, empower a whole front, front line, namely friends, to help, and in the process, improve all of our ability to love better. To do this, it's always important to start by illuminating the unhealthy signs that we frequently miss. And our work really focuses on creating content to start conversations with young people. As you'd expect, most of our content's pretty... That's called brainwashing, right? Teach the youth the bad stuff, and they'll perpetuate it. That's why TikTok is so destructive, right? Because it targets children. It literally destroys the minds of children. It's evil application, if you ask me. But anyway, um, yeah, let's continue. It's serious, given the subject at hand. But today I'm going to use one of our more lighthearted, yet still thought-provoking pieces, the couplets, to illuminate five markers of unhealthy love. The first is intensity. I haven't seen you in a couple days. I've missed you. Aw, I've missed you too. I haven't seen you in five minutes. It feels like a lifetime. What have you been doing without me for five whole minutes? It's been three minutes. Anybody recognize that? I don't know. I do. Yeah, uh, so this, this idea of... Um, yeah, that actually is unhealthy, right? That's... Um, uh, what what would this be described as? It's it's the behavior of a, of a girl with borderline personality disorder. That's that's what they would do, something like that. And then they would go on to, yeah, to blame you for being gone for three minutes or whatever. All right, uh, let's continue. Um, abusive relationships don't start out abusive. They start out exciting and exhilarating. There's an intensity of affection and emotion a rush. It feels really good. Yeah, that's why girls in 2023 jump from relationship to relationship to relationship like it's candy. Because it is. It's candy as opposed to food that's good for you, right? These girls aren't having relationships that are good for them. They're having candy, effectively. And for a girl who's 18 to 23, uh, relationships are that easy to come by. Okay, uh, let's shill my products now. Um, so, again, go to my Patreon and subscribe. Patreon.com slash The Headiest Blog. Uh, drop me a donation, like Hunter M, Adrian R, Tom M. 
go to my blog. It's uh, realhelliosblog.com. But anyway, if you want to buy my books, which is what I'm uh, recommending here, uh, you go to bit.ly slash heliosbooks. So I have the strategist guide to seduction. So that's how you, um, you know, how you go from having no girls at all to having a harem. Uh, and it's it's really not hard, but it takes a lot of work. So it's easy, but requires a lot of effort, right? Just like a lot of things in life, they, they don't come easily. And then uh, the other book is Quotes to Live By. So uh, I just have a bunch, a bunch of quotes uh, compiled into one, into one book. And uh, these quotes should help you um, to switch your focus from, you know, pleasing others to becoming uh, your own mental point of origin. So that's, uh, that's the two. So again, uh, just go to bit.ly slash Helios Books. Just type that in the top bar on your browser. Um, anyway, link is in the description, right? So you can just click on it in the description there. Okay, I'm done shilling. Let's go back to the video. You feel so lucky, like you've hit the jackpot. But in unhealthy love, these feelings shift over time from exciting to overwhelming and maybe a little bit suffocating. So here's what she said. It starts off as exhilarating, but in unhealthy love, it shifts. So basically what she's saying is healthy love has this exhilaration forever. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. That's wrong. You feel it in your gut. Maybe it's when your new boyfriend or girlfriend says, I love you faster than you were ready for or start showing up everywhere, texting and calling a lot. Maybe they're impatient when you're slow to respond, even though they know you had other things going on that day. It's important to remember that it's not how a relationship starts that matters, it's how it evolves. It's important in the early days of a new relationship to pay attention to how you're feeling. Are you comfortable with the pace of intimacy? Do you feel like you have space and room to breathe? It's also really important to start practicing using your voice to talk about your own needs. Are you- Absolutely true. And this is especially true. So women, women are actually quite good at expressing their needs. The only time they don't is when they're with Chad, right? When they're with the top 5% man. Otherwise, they're really good at expressing their needs. And even when they're with Chad, after like a year or two, they're going to express their needs. So women aren't bad at this. The people who are bad at this are men. Men are very bad at expressing their needs and establishing boundaries. Not all men, but many men, especially in 2023, the TikTok generation, men that are raised, that that don't understand anything about anything. Um, Yeah. So guys, you need to make your needs known. This is what I'm okay with. This is what I'm not okay with. And point it out every time. Every time something happens that you're not okay with, you point it out. Because having boundaries is actually very attractive and actually very good for you in the long term. Are your requests respected? A second marker is isolation. Want to hang out later? Me and my boyfriend always have Monday fun day. Aww. Want to hang out later? Me and my boyfriend always have Monday fun day. Tomorrow? It's our Tuesday snooze day. Wednesday? Uh, no friends day. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's really cool, actually, that the video has girls doing the bad behavior, right? 
So what's the point? The point is that if she tries to stop you from doing all of the things that make you, you, then what's actually happening is she's trying to betaize you. She's trying to make you weak because once she does make you weak, what happens? Once she makes you weak, then she has all the control over you. But there's more. Women are only attracted to men they respect. So if you allow that to happen, right, then you're weak and pathetic. And she doesn't want to date that guy. She doesn't want to sleep with that guy. She's going to move on to a guy that she does want to. So keep that in mind as well. These are crap tests. The, so it's, it's funny. The guy asked the girl to hang out, right? But he should be asking the guy because the guy should be in control of the relationship. You see? If you ask me, isolation is one of the most frequently missed and misunderstood signs of unhealthy love. Why? Well, because every new relationship starts out with this intense desire to spend time together. It's no, it, no, it doesn't. Not every relationship starts like that. And again, she's telling on herself. All of her relationships started like that, which means, again, she is you know, solipsistic, assuming she's taking her personal experience and generalizing it to the population. It's easy to miss when something shifts. Isolation creeps in when your new boyfriend or girlfriend starts pulling you away from your friends and family, your support system, and tethering you more tightly to them. They might say things like, why do you hang out with them? They're such losers about your best friends. Or they want us to break up. They're totally against us about your family. Isolation is about sowing seeds of doubt about everyone from your pre-relationship life. Healthy love includes independence, two people who love spending time together, but who stay connected to the people and activities they cared about before. So, to some extent, true. But there is an exception, and this is a problem, okay? Because she's implying that all of these ties are important. And if he tries to pull you away from, all, uh, from any of the ties, it's unhealthy. Well, no. If the man wants you to have no male friends, that's not unhealthy love. Although it's imply, it was implied by what she said in the, in the TED Talk here. Um, that's not unhealthy love. If a man wants a girl not to have male friends, he's just smart. Because there is no such thing as male friends. Male friends are orbiters, guys who are swinging around her, hoping to get laid at some point when she's available. Guys that are waiting for the time that you make one little mistake to sow seeds of doubt in your relationship. So no, those wanting those men to not talk to your girl, that's not isolation. While at first you might spend every waking minute together, over time maintaining independence is key. You do this by making plans with friends and sticking to them and encouraging your partner to do the same. A third marker of unhealthy love is extreme jealousy. What are you so happy about? She just started following me on Instagram. <laughs> what are you so nervous about? She, she just started following me, like, everywhere. Yeah, um, this is like stalkerish stuff. Yeah, obviously, you don't want that. And uh, this is extreme behavior. 
uh, again, like, I don't recommend guys have social media at all. So, uh, in 2023, it's just basically social media or like what it does is it destroys your self-esteem and confidence, right? Because you're comparing your regular life to people's highlight reel. And if you're comparing people's life to, uh, if you're comparing your life to people's highlight reel, you'll never be happy because that's like, that makes you miserable. Your life will never be a highlight reel every moment, but the implication is that it should be. As the honeymoon period begins to fade, extreme jealousy can creep in. Your partner might become more demanding, needing to know where you are and who you're with all the time, or they might start following you everywhere, online and off. Extreme jealousy also brings with it possessiveness and mistrust, frequent accusations of flirting with other people or cheating, and refusal to listen to you when you tell them they have nothing to worry about and that you only love them. Jealousy is a part of any human relationship, but extreme jealousy is different. Right. So what, what she's saying is wanting to know where your girlfriend's going, that's bad. No, that's not bad. Uh, and having, you know, requirements like just text me where you're going, that's not extreme jealousy. But extreme jealousy would be, you know, seeing her trying to get with another guy in every guy. Well, obviously, that's not going to happen uh, because her being with you has to do with hypergamy, right? So it means you're superior to her in every way. Um, so to find a guy even better than you, that's a rare occurrence. It, uh, at least it should be. There's a threatening, desperate and angry edge to it. Love shouldn't feel like this. A fourth marker is belittling. Want to hang out? I got to study. You'll get an A anyway. A for amazing. Wow. Wanna hang out? I got to study. You'll get an F anyway. F for, F for stupid. Yeah. Um, this is just immaturity, really. Um, like, but here's the thing. Like, how would I explain this? Your girl should have should see you as like her top priority, right? So if you want to hang out, she should want to hang out happily. But that isn't to say that she, she doesn't have time for her own stuff. She should just plan for time for you as well, if that makes sense. And if she doesn't make time for you, she doesn't respect you. So this isn't about healthy or unhealthy love. It's about whether she actually gives a crap about you or not. All right. Yeah. Mm. In unhealthy love, words are used as weapons. Conversations that used to be fun and lighthearted turn mean and embarrassing. Maybe your partner makes fun of you in a way that hurts. Or maybe they tell stories and jokes for laughs at your expense. When you try to explain that your feelings have been hurt, they shut you down and accuse you of overreacting. Why are you so sensitive? What's your problem? Give me a break. You're silenced by these words. It seems pretty obvious, but your partner should have your back. Their words should build you up, not break you down. They should Absolutely true. This, this actually is true uh, for both men and women. The words should bring you up and not break you down. If she's trying to break you down super bad, 
And you as well, uh, you shouldn't be trying to break down the girls either. You don't have to, right? Um, just encourage them when they do things that you like. And don't encourage them when they're doing the bad stuff or tell them. And that has to do with your boundaries, right? Keep your secrets and be loyal. They should make you feel more confident, not less. True. That actually is true. Finally, a fifth marker, volatility. I'd be sad if we broke up. I'd be sad too. I'd be so depressed if we ever broke up. I'd throw myself off the step. I would. Don't try to stop me. Yeah, that's BPD. Straight up BPD. Yeah, never. All right. Uh, yeah, let's just read this, okay? We'll read this uh, post on relationship advice posted 11 hours ago. My uh, I think my husband is an M-word. So she's 38 and he's 44. Uh, I've been with my husband for nine years, married for three. I have an associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree, all from Ivy League schools that I paid for myself and worked my way through. I always had a career. I currently am a director of my company and I teach at a state university as an adjunct professor. I have an 11-month-old daughter. I have. So again, she's a single mother. Since she's been born, I feel like my husband is increasingly argumentative, constantly trying to get me to quit my job, be a stay-at-home mom, insistent that all the domestic chores and childcare are the woman's job. And he says really concerning things about the role of women and the future our daughter is going to have. He openly votes for candidates to oppose protections for women. He thinks I'm a bad mom because I choose to still work. He repeatedly tells my daughter uh, that she should be my only job. It's so baffling to me where this is coming from. No disrespect to stay at her mother's is just not in the cards for me. I'm not quitting my career and I w that I work very hard to achieve and that I actually very much enjoy having. I work from home and take care of the baby by myself all day. No nanny or babysitter or family in the state. It's incredibly hard to juggle, but I'm making it. I was grading papers in bed at night, and he questioned, why do you always have so much work to do? Just now we were talking, and he mentioned jokingly that our daughter should just try to marry rich, so she doesn't have to stay up late working, just watch reality TV, sleep in, and do her nails. I nearly fell off my chair. I said he'll not repeat that message to her again. They were teaching her to be her own person and empowering her to take care of herself, not rely on a man and have no ambitions. I said she was going to be brilliant and accomplished and happy. He said, you're brilliant and accomplished, but you're not happy which is also not true. I'm just not happy with him being such a terrible partner and father and quite frankly, an M-word. Not, uh, not at all the family dynamic I expected and so shocked that he's becoming or emerging as such a different person than who I thought I married. Trying to figure out what to do with this. I don't want to leave him, but I also can't stomach my daughter growing up with anything less than an enthusiastic champion to her ambitions, accomplishments and value. I don't want her to think she's less than boys or places in the kitchen or that a father doesn't think she deserves the same rights and protections as boys. It's so upsetting to me and I don't know what to do. So this typical woman is strong career woman stuff, right? Like, she should be learning the truth, right? Which is that women are valued on their looks and their end count, right? And not on their career. And she doesn't understand that either. The, the wife, sadly. And uh, she's also in control of the relationship. You can just tell by how she's talking about her husband, right? And the dynamic. It's terrible. So don't let this be you guys. All right. We're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, like the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. Uh, go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Again, it's patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios books. Link is in the description. 
You could also drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian R, Tom M. Shout out to them. Link is in the description. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next time.